Hello, wonderful person listening. I hope you're having a good day. If you are or not, let's bond through life experiences. I just want to remind you that you're not alone. I also want to put a small trigger warning just in case you've gone through emotional manipulation. Okay, the topics for today are glorifying toxic relationships in social media and what is emotional manipulation. I want to talk about how the media portrays toxic relationships, specifically romantic ones, because I think it's really interesting. I spend most of my free time on TikTok, which I have stopped using a lot of it for the sake of my health. But, you know, sometimes it can be a little addictive. So, there are definitely some informational and educational TikToks out there. But there are also many videos that are bad examples for younger generations. I've seen multiple TikToks that make fun or kind of glorify toxic behaviors. An example I can think of is in this TikTok. They got the stickers for, let's say, this female got a sticker for her boyfriend that said Toxica, which in English means toxic. And they, the sticker is for their car, their boyfriend's car. They put it in the co-pilot seat, like labeling or claiming that the seat belongs to the Toxica. I do not think this is funny because people who actually go through a toxic relationship go through a lot of pain. Another example is messages that some TikToks show, such as saying their partner's cheating when they don't answer within two minutes. One of these messages that I remember was that a female wrote, I love you, and their partner took about five minutes to answer, and she said she didn't love him anymore. It can be all fun and games, but showing that to a younger audience can impact their way of thinking, such that they might think this is normal to do, when in reality it's not okay. People should not normalize this kind of behavior because others will not be aware that these kind of behaviors can be dangerous and are red flags. Then it can lead to emotional abuse, but the person will not see it as bad because they think it's normal. And this is another gateway to emotional, physical, and sexual abuse because they're, they might not be aware of the science in the first place. Not only do I see this in social media, but I also see it on the big screen, such as movies, TV shows, films. Movies such as The Kissing Booth and After are prime examples of unhealthy relationships. But the viewers hope that the characters end up together. In the kissing booth, Elle Evans creates a list of friendship rules with her friend Lee. One of the rules is that relatives are off limits. But as teen rom-coms go, it turns out Elle has a huge crush on her best friend's older brother, Noah. The issue is that Noah's character is portrayed as a horny and angry guy. Throughout the film, he displays huge red flags, but either way, Elle starts to date him. The first red flag is Noah threatening all the guys in her school that were interested in her. He justifies his behavior by saying he was protecting her, but in reality, he did it because he was extremely jealous that he couldn't be with her. Dating someone with anger issues is a risk because you do not know when or who they will take out their anger towards. One day, maybe your partner takes out their anger on you, which is very unhealthy. The risk is that your partner with anger issues might lash out in a physical matter, which then can even turn into physical abuse. 
I want to say in the film it is a guy with these anger issues, but women can also lash out towards their partners and physically abuse them too. I just want to note this because women can do the same thing. I also think dating someone who cannot control the anger can get a little scary. This is displayed in the movie when Elle and Noah were at a beach and he got mad so he was telling Elle to get in the car and she was not listening so he slammed his fist on top of the car which caused Elle to flinch. Then she gets in, in his car which I think she did it out of fear. He manipulated her into getting into his car by causing fear even though he did not want to scare her but this is a very toxic behavior to do. At the end of the movie she stays with Noah which I personally think is a big no because he has some severe issues and you shouldn't be with someone like that. I think this film sets a bad example for what a relationship looks like because in reality this is an unhealthy relationship. Another movie I want to talk about is After and the sequel of it which is another film that romanticizes unhealthy relationships. If you haven't seen the movie, the plot is that a good girl named Tess Young goes off to college and meets bad boy Hardin Scott. She's labeled as a dedicated student, responsible daughter, and loyal girlfriend to her high school sweetheart. She's not a fan of Hardin, but she develops a relationship with him. Spoiler alert! Cheating and substance abuse and lying leads to the end of their relationship. The relationship is based on a lie and in a bet that Harding did with his friends. He begins to actually fall in love with her and does not come clean about the bet and continues to date her. He hides his messages from her, lies to her about the messages she sees on his phone. So basically their relationship starts off on a lie. Relationships that are based on a lie have a higher chance of not working out at the end. And then throughout the film, both of them do other toxic behaviors. She cheats on her boyfriend with Harden, which is, you know, like I said, not a good thing to do. She knew she had feelings for Harden, but never broke up with her boyfriend from high school. Then Harden uses alcohol to escape from his feelings and lashes out, creating a mess at his home. Tess goes to him and tries to reason with him in some way to try to fix him. The fact is that broken people cannot be fixed by others. To be willing to change and be better and they can only fix themselves. At the end of the film, Tess finds out the truth that their relationship was based on a bed and a lie and she leaves Harden. In the sequel, it shows even more toxic behaviors after they broke up. In the movie, she is in a party and drinking a lot and she gets drunk and she ends up calling her boyfriend, which leads to her sleeping with them. He thinks this confirms that they're back together, but she tells him she wants nothing to do with them and leaves. He then keeps on messaging her and they again kind of start off a lie because his mom comes over and he doesn't want to tell her that they broke up. So they kind of act like they're dating, which ends up to them dating all over again like i said it was based on a lie and all the things that they went through in the last film she gets jealous and kisses another guy in front of harden she does this because she followed harden and was listening into a private conversation and she misheard what they were talking about and thought he was cheating 
her reaction was not to talk to him about it, but to go kiss another guy at the party. He saw and got mad at her, and they start fighting at the party in front of everyone, and he quickly forgives her for it. This kind of behavior is unacceptable. She disrespected her partner. She did this out of revenge because she was still hurt from learning their relationship started off as a bed and a lie. They keep hurting each other over and over, but at the end, they go back to each other. Movies like After and The Kissing Booth create an unrealistic concept of what a relationship should be, and the media should stop romanticizing abusive relationships. Cheating is never okay in a relationship, and doing out of revenge is a huge red flag. But these type of behaviors are seen in the big screen where teenagers have access to. It makes me sad to see that teenagers will consider Tess and Harden's relationship as gold. When in reality, it is a very unhealthy relationship, and they do. When in reality, it is a very unhealthy relationship, and they do nothing about to fix their issues. Okay, going off movies now, I want to get into the topic of emotional manipulation since I'm in the topic of toxic relationships. What exactly is emotional manipulation? I think giving a definition can help both of us to understand this topic and just kind of have a base to go off it because I feel like there are many methods that someone can manipulate someone else emotionally. According to WebMD, I want to make sure I cite my sources, <laughs> in the website it states that emotional manipulation occurs when a manipulative person seeks power over someone else and employs dishonest or exploitive strategies to gain it. An emotional manipulator looks to use, control, or even victimize someone else. After reading that, I have a lot to say about it, so let's dive in. There are different methods someone can use to emotionally manipulate you, but some of the ones I'm going to talk about today are love bombing, gaslighting, and guilt tripping. Of course, there are many other methods in manipulating someone, but these are the ones that I have experienced. Have you ever heard of the concept of love bombing? Well, I have to say it is quite interesting and I had no idea what it was, not until I read an article. If you don't know what this means, it is when a potential partner showers you with gifts, attention, and flattery. It is when there is an excessive amount of it in the beginning stage, but then stops after a while. It is a form to distract you from what type of person they really are. Another way of love bombing is calling nicknames such as baby, babe, or honey before you start dating that person. So like I said, at the beginning of the relationship or even way before you both date, you're exclusive. I honestly did not know this was a concept. I would have definitely been more cautious when I dated my ex-boyfriend about this. I feel this way because calling me baby and babe after the first date. I thought it was sweet, but I also felt a little uncomfortable because we did not know each other that well yet. But like I said, I dismissed it. I thought it was sweet. I really didn't think much of it. I thought it was normal and he was just being very sweet towards me, which honestly should have been a red flag within itself. You live and you learn and now I know for the next time to watch out for that. 
The next thing is gaslighting. Yeah, gaslighting is another form of manipulating a person because they make you feel like you're crazy in a way or start making you question your own perception of how things went down in an event. It is a form for a person to lie to you in your face while you're not able to question their true intentions. Then sometimes it leaves you in apologizing to them about how you're feeling, which is not okay. It can sometimes make you feel confused because you do not know what just happened. So I just want to share some common phrases that someone can use to gaslight you. They are, you are so sensitive. You know that's just because you are so insecure. You're overreacting and it's no big deal. Towards the end of my relationship, my partner started to say I was overreacting when we would argue about how he kept hurting me. I definitely began to question my own reality and started to believe what he was saying was true. I would tell myself, yeah, you know what, maybe I am overreacting. And another one that he would use was, it's no big deal. When it was, and it hurt that I would question myself and diminish the value of my feelings. And sometimes it's just really hard because you don't want to think your partner will ever gaslight you or any type of way or try to hurt you. I definitely knew right away when he started to gaslight me. Because I read a little bit about it and also I took some courses on gender-based violence. So when he told me the first time that I was overreacting, this is when I knew that he definitely was changing his form of ways and he was being rude to me. And I did not like that. I'm glad that I was able to identify that because people sometimes might not be able to identify because they just get so confused in how some arguments go down. The last concept is basically making you feel guilty or making you feel like it's your fault for doing something. Partner can blame you for starting an argument and convince you that it was your fault for creating tension in the relationship. This can also happen in a friendship. When a friend makes you feel guilty on purpose for not inviting them to an event, they want you to feel bad for doing what you did and shame you for it. I want to share a little bit about my experience in my past relationship because, like I said, I did not realize my ex-boyfriend was guilt-tripping me and making me feel bad about saying something. I want to say thank you to my friends because they're the ones who helped me realize that my ex-boyfriend was emotionally manipulating me. I think for right now I'm going to talk about post-breakup because I already spoke a little bit of when I was in a relationship. Hopefully in future episodes I can get into how my ex-partner hurt and manipulated me during the relationship. The first friend that pointed out that my ex-boyfriend was emotionally manipulating me was my friend Abner. So thanks to him, I started to think more in depth about my past relationship and realized that he was right. And my ex-boyfriend was still doing it after I broke up with them. If it wasn't for my friend, I would have not realized what my ex-boyfriend was doing and I would have done something I would have regretted. For a little bit of context, I just want to say... So I dropped off my ex-boyfriend's stuff two or three weeks after the breakup. I wrote him a note saying I wished him nothing but the best. I did this because I wanted to get on good terms since our breakup was a little bit messy. So after two months, he decided to drop off my stuff 
and I'm putting that in quotes because if I'm being honest, it's stuff that I told him that I did not want back. I made it crystal clear to him when we were dating that I didn't want anything back, but of course, he disrespected my wishes. Among the stuff, he wrote me a letter back and I honestly almost fell for it. My friend Amner helped me realize he might have been trying to make me feel guilty for something that he did. That is when it hit me that I almost fell for it. I would have texted my ex-boyfriend that day if it wasn't talking to my friend. It was really hard for me because I thought that maybe he changed or maybe that he finally realized what we had was real and I did so much for him and maybe he would realize and treat me better but you know sometimes you really want to expect the best from people but you just end up getting disappointed and I almost did something that I knew I would have regretted because I know maybe down the line we would have been in a on and off relationship and one thing that my friend Adner said that I feel like I'll never forget is emotional manipulation is a dangerous game and I honestly can see that now I was about to get caught up in that game and I knew I would have deeply regretted texting my boyfriend if I did I really reflected so much that night and I realized why the relationship ended and why it wasn't a good idea to reach out to him. And, you know, sometimes it can be hard because you really, truly love a person. And you think maybe it's better for him to be in my life, regardless if it's hurting, but it's not. A once wise friend told me, pain is temporary, regret is forever, and I 100% agree with that. And that's definitely going to stick with me, and I hope... That kind of sticks in your head too because, you know, you sometimes feel like you're hurting so much that maybe it's easier for to have that person back in your life to make you happy for a little bit. But in reality, that pain is not going to go away and they're just going to keep hurting you. And it's better off, you know, for you to be by yourself and not have someone that will keep hurting you. Yes. The good times are amazing to think about, but the bad times are the reasons why things don't work out. Thank you so much for listening. Always strive to be better every day. See you next time and have a wonderful day.